I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Harvest Thanksgiving is one of those intuitive and obvious um, celebrations. Uh, we, we know we live in a land of abundance. We read the scriptures about the harvests and giving thanks to God, and we can relate easily um, and instinctively to that sense of thanksgiving. And the message, of course, of the scriptures on Harvest Thanksgiving is to remember that, you know, in, in the words of scripture, it's not the might of my own arm that has gotten me these blessings, but all things ultimately come from God. And so the message is one of attitude, that we, 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 we naturally um, have the wrong attitude, which is part of the problem of human existence, and we need a little bit of encouragement or work to bring us back to that attitude of gratitude, which changes our approach to everything. And so those two attitudes become the subject of my reflections this morning. There's the natural attitude to focus on scarcity, on what we lack, on what we're missing. And then there's this attitude that we're encouraged to develop, which is that attitude of uh, remembering how blessed we are and from whom the blessings come. So what's interesting about that for me is that I'm a natural idealist, and so the ideals of what we're talking about all make sense to me, um, as I expect they do to you, that if we are more grateful, then, for example, we are able to be more generous. If, we're, if we have this um, sense of our own abundance, then we cling on to these things uh, less tightly, and so we are able to be more expansive in our circle of um, of influence and in a positive way. So all that is true. If, if, we, if we somehow get that mindset of abundance, we can be more generous. We can more, be more generous in our financial support for the church and other charities. We can be more generous with our time. We can be more generous with ourselves, even to people in our family or our friends, let alone folks on the street and folks in our society who need the support of people who have much to offer. Um, and we also know how poor a job we tend to do of this, uh, particularly that when you, when you uh, move your field of vision out a little bit from the individual to the corporate, and you say, well, so much of us have so much in abundance, and why do we do such a terrible job of sharing it with those who have the least among us? So there's a profound social critique built into this Harvest Thanksgiving. The, the reason why we have homelessness, fentanyl problems, and, and all the stuff that makes us uh, upset about, you know, this is supposed to be Canada, um, is tied together with this sense, well, why can't we be more generous sharing the abundance of this unbelievable land? But the problem for me lies in that shift, that, that, that attitude shift, and that attitude shift is harder than we think. Um, as an idealist, what I hear every year with Harvest Thanksgiving is I should be more grateful. And in my own mind, I'm hearing my, my, uh, the, my elders saying, you don't know how good you got it, kid, when I was young. And here you have the four Yorkshiremen sketch. Um, so, so there's that, there's a should there's a, again, and when you say, I should be more grateful, once again, you start focusing on the negative as opposed to the positive. And so I go, yes, I should be more grateful. I am not, I'm not in the right space of mind. I should, I should be better than this. And all of a sudden, I'm once again focusing on those negative things. 
And what I've come to realize is that we instinctively focus on the negative. It's easier to focus on than the positive. And what, what's happening is a matter of our attention. So what I'm trying to express is that what we perceive as our reality is mediated by what we are able to perceive in the first place, which depends on how we pay attention. And we always pay attention to the negative more than we pay attention to the positive. Um, I remember a very famous entertainer talking about his experience of uh, performing in, in arenas full of people. And uh, because the, it was the, not arenas, but, um, but uh, performance houses where the lights were low, and so you could, you could see the faces, but they were dimly. And for the most part, all the faces that he could see were having a great time at his performance, except there was always one or two or three people that are going, oh, I don't like this. And those are the ones that he kept focusing in on. And he, it, it took a lot of work for him not to only see the negative faces. And thus it is with all of us. Um, I, I could relate to that story because I preach all the time. And lots of people have said, thank you for your sermon, that was great, it really said something that meant something to me, and I go, great, that's, thank you, that's wonderful. And then there's one person that says, that was terrible, and you made this bad point, and I completely disagree with you. And of course, what do I take home with me on Sunday morning? I take the negative comment, and I completely have wiped out of my uh, consciousness the five to ten positive comments. I'm focusing my attention, zeroing in on that one negative thing. It's like a, a, a sliver. It's the tiniest thing that's jammed into my skin, and all I can think about is the splinter in my skin. And I can't even comprehend the fact that the rest of my body is continuing to, to live like a miracle with the blood pumping and the brain neurons firing and, and all this incredible good health that's going on because all I can think about is this stupid thing that is jammed under my finger. So our attention instinctively moves to the negative. Oh, I forgot one more anecdote about that, which is the news. If you look at social media, what gets the energy? It's all the negative news. What sells? Negative news. And I know that, uh, that people have criticized the news industry for, uh, uh, for what it's done to our society by only focusing on the negative and, and fanning the flames of sectarianism and, and division and discord. But I, I don't think that's fair entirely. Yes, they make money on it, but the reason they make money on it is that it's a natural human instinct to zero in and have the energy on all the negative things, the things that are wrong or missing or, or that we wish were the case but aren't the case. So we forget the good things. We forget the blessings because we are focused on the things that aren't blessings. You could say that our consumerist economy is based on that very natural and unfortunate um, trait of humanity, that the things that were once luxuries are now necessities, and now there are new things that are luxuries, and we always focus on that next thing that we don't have, and so now that we have the thing that used to be a luxury, now we need that thing, and now we move towards the next thing that we're working on. So all of this is how we're paying attention. And if all we can see is what we lack, then we live in a land of scarcity. 
And all the talk about how I should be more grateful doesn't help us to actually be more grateful. All we see is how we are ungrateful for all the things that we have. So we need a practice. We, we need a gratitude practice to practice shifting our attention from the negative to the positive. And that, for me, is the practical side of what we celebrate at Harvest Thanksgiving. So in this moment, in this sacred time, we, we, we practice remembering that everything that we have comes from God. And that at some level we shouldn't be taking credit or taking pride in anything that we have because even our accomplishments have at some level come from God. So yes, we practice that mindset in this service. But it's something that needs to be built into our everyday life or else we will still fall back into those natural habits. So the question I have for you is, what is your gratitude practice? And it could be little things throughout the day. I know that... um, when I have meals with uh, people, sometimes people are surprised at how ineloquent my graces are um, because I just say, thank you, God, for this and that and the other thing and especially for this food and this time together. It's, it's very simple. It's plain. It's not eloquent. But for me, that's a very important part of my gratitude practice, that every time I sit down to a meal with others or by myself, that I say some sort of thank you to God from whom all these blessings come. And that gratitude practice can be built into every day. It can be built into our news consumption. What's our gratitude practice with regard to what we consume in our window on the world? Are we aware of what, our, what is shaping our window on the world? And can we shift our attention to broaden that window which is not to say we take a Pollyannish approach to all the bad things which need our attention and care. Yes, they do. But if that becomes our whole world, then we lose that fundamental place of gratitude and blessing and abundance, which gives us the character that allows us to be generous. Because I I, I know that mindset particularly in dealing with all the problems of the world, that if all you can see are the problems of the world and you are doing your best to do something about it, what it creates inside you is anger and resentment. That all, I'm just trying so hard and nobody else seems to be doing it, and so the inner place becomes a place from which it becomes impossible to change the world in a positive way because all we have to offer in the end is anger, which just sows more division and discord. So cultivating the attitude of gratitude is about learning to pay attention to how we pay attention. And when we learn how we pay attention and when we notice how our attention is zooming in to that negative thing, that thing that we still don't have, um, and I'm sorry for the anecdotes today, but they're so easy. I just had a birthday, a lot of jokes about getting another guitar. I would love another guitar. I do not need another guitar. I have lots of guitars that do all the things that I want them to do. And I still can't stop myself going, huh, there's a kind of guitar that's out there that I don't have. But in that moment, I'm able to notice how I'm paying attention, bring myself back to myself, back to God, and say, do I really? No. I have everything I need to do what God has called me to do. Everything is bonus. Everything is gravy beyond this In fact, I could probably live with 
maybe one fewer guitar than I have. Hard to admit, but it's probably true. But recalling myself to that frame of mind that looks at the incredible abundance that I'm in, shifting my attention to all of that actually changes my heart. It makes me more grateful, calmer, less angry, uh, less frustrated, and more able to be a source of blessing for those around me. So that we, if we do this as a community, become a blessing to each other. And we, we have the virtuous cycle of blessing upon blessing. So for me, even in a global pandemic, with all the political turmoil and the economic hardship and all the things that are real and pressing and, and, and upsetting us all the time, we need that gratitude practice now more than ever. Walk outside, take a breath. The miracle of life on earth is still very much alive and present. The miracle of human community and compassion and caring is still very active and alive. And if we just pay attention to it, we can shift who we are to be the people that we were called and meant to be. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.